Welcome to Full Rigor, a Florida true crime podcast. I'm Karen Curtis. This episode is mysterious, weird, sad, and unsolved. So he had gone out for his regularly scheduled date night with his two oldest kids from another marriage. And on his way home, after dropping them off at his ex-wife's house, he stopped, um, which I we believe is because the tires in the road got out of the vehicle and was shot um, in front of our daughter. 33-year-old Jared Bridegan was shot multiple times two months ago. It would have been on February 16th. He was in the middle of the road in Jacksonville Beach which is a really upscale neighborhood. It's where they play the TPC Sawgrass Golf Tournament. And days after, he was mysteriously murdered in front of his two-year-old daughter, Bexley. A suspicious person was caught on camera outside his widow, Kirsten Bridegan's home. Not too weird. Kirsten says whoever did this is sick. You know, it would take a very evil, cold-hearted person to do this to a man like Jared. He was an amazing spouse a dedicated father, a good person all around. So whoever did this had to be pretty sick. So Jared Bridegan was a Microsoft executive. He's a husband who was murdered in front of his own daughter outside of his car in the upscale suburb of Jacksonville near St. Augustine, one of the oldest cities in the country. And the father of four has nine-year-old twins from a prior marriage. And he had just dropped off the older children at his ex-wife's home in Jacksonville Beach. It was around 7.30. Kirsten, his new wife, was at home with their seven-month-old, London, and then Jared had Bexley, the two-year-old, in the car with him. And Kirsten grew alarmed when Jared didn't come home. She said that she had a gut feeling something was wrong. So because this is a regular event, um, when he goes to see the twins and on the weeks that they're not home with us, um, he's usually home, you know, before 8.30 p.m., especially because our daughter's with him. She needs to go to bed. So when that time is rolling around, I just started to feel uneasy. um, And as time got further and further, I kept calling him. I texted him. I got no response. And I just knew, like physically, spiritually, I just knew something is not right, something's not okay. And so I actually started driving the route that he would normally take out to the beach, um, looking to see maybe there was a car accident. You know, maybe that's that's what happened. That's why he's not answering his phone. Um, and I kept calling him from my car um, as I was driving. And eventually a police officer answered the phone um, and told me to come to the police station um, and wouldn't, wouldn't tell me if my husband was okay at that point. Can you imagine? You're driving around, you don't know where your husband is, and finally, after calling his cell phone nonstop, a police officer picks up the phone. That's when the blood drains from your face. So Jared and Bexley were in the family's black Volkswagen Atlas driving south to their home in St. Augustine when they encountered this weird tire just lying in the middle of the roadway. So Jared got out of the vehicle. He stopped it. Bexley's still in the back seat. And he was shot, gunned down, shot multiple times. And the Jacksonville Beach police are investigating whether or not this tire was deliberately placed in the middle of the road. It was a one-way street so that Jared would get out of his car so he could be shot like a sitting duck. Bexley is still reliving the nightmare. 
She has good and bad days. She refers to the incident as the boom. And when she talks about it, she specifically calls out the sound of the gunshots and that she had to cover her ears. But overall, I think she's doing as well as you can expect. She talks about daddy being with God, um, that we'll see him again. So she's she's strong. She's pushing through. And I am incredibly proud of her. So Kirsten is told by the police officer who's on her husband's cell phone for some reason, unbeknownst to her, to go to the police department. And once she's there, she hugs Bexley, who's still in shock because she just witnessed her father's murder. He was gunned down at close range right in front of her. Then a detective takes Kirsten aside and tells her that, hey, Jared is dead. Kirsten says the whole nightmare has not been easy. Honestly, there's some really hard days. I'm trying to stay focused and do everything I can to bring him justice, which helps. I'm just speaking to people, trying to spread the word, while also balancing being a mother and being there for my girls. Um, so it's not easy, but I'm doing what I feel like is necessary to bring closure to all of us. Apparently, Bexley was given a blanket by her dad, and she told her mom that she hoped that there were blankets in heaven so her dad could have one. I'll tell you, there's nothing like a good whoopee. You gotta have a whoopee. And that's what comforts Bexley right now. So Jared was from Jacksonville. He graduated from the Douglas Anderson School of the Arts before earning his college degree at Utah Valley University. He was working as a manager of user experience at Microsoft when he was killed. Now, Kirsten also worked for the software giant as an account manager, but she quit a few months prior and she became a full-time mom. Now, Kirsten declined to discuss Jared's relationship with his ex-wife. This is where my little spidey instincts go up. But a source was telling Fox News, who had just interviewed her, that's where I got that sound, that their relationship was strained. Though invited, Jared's twins from his prior marriage did not attend their father's funeral. His ex-wife couldn't immediately be reached for comment. Again, weird. So the Jacksonville Police Department has released surveillance video stills of a dark-colored Ford F-150 truck that they call a vehicle of interest. Because I need help. I need help finding that truck. I need help making sure that people are aware so that if they ever heard a whisper of anything, they can come forward and help us find some answers. So I feel like that's the way I'm coping. Um, When I'm not actively speaking to someone or working on it, that's when it hits a little bit harder. And... uh, I think it's going to be a long road of getting over this. So the FBI and the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives are assisting the local police with resources, including their labs, to process forensic evidence. And if anyone has any information, you need to contact the Jacksonville Beach Police Department at 904-270-1661 or First Coast Crime Stoppers at 1-866-845-TIPS. There's a GoFundMe account that's been set up for the Bridegan family, and there is a $30,000 reward for anyone who has information that can bring in a suspect. Now, something spooky happened about a week after Jared's murder. Kristen tells News Nation that someone was walking around her house at night. My heart stopped. So I was putting my daughter to bed, and I got a notification on my watch. It said, person in the driveway. So after I finished tucking her in, I went and grabbed my phone and and clicked on the notification and it showed me this clip. And 
like my heart just stopped and I called the detective. I was told to contact the local police. I called them. A neighbor helped me go through it, but I was I was not okay. Unfortunately, the video of this random person walking around her home is more upsetting than probative. So this was just before 8 p.m. Um, it doesn't show much. Unfortunately, the quality of that video, especially with the lights shining up um, at that angle, it's blurry. They couldn't get a good identification on the person. Um, we didn't have a lot to go on. And the cameras across the street at the neighbor's house were unfortunately turned off. And again, another really weird thing is that the location where her husband was shot was also a dead zone for video surveillance. Kirsten thinks her husband was targeted. It's too specific. You know, he that was his normal route. Um, every time he was coming home from dropping off the kids at their mom's house. And it's the only spot on that route that does not have cameras directly pointed there. So it's too specific to be a coincidence. Hmm. And because she believes her husband was targeted for now, Kirsten says she doesn't feel safe. Used to go walking at night with my dog. Um, don't do that anymore, you know, and when anyone drives too slowly coming up towards us, I get nervous. I go further aside. I pull out my phone. I'm ready to take a picture or video. Like it is unsettling. And until the people that did this are behind bars, I will not feel safe. I will not feel safe for my children. So Kirsten says her husband did not have any enemies. And there were no threats before his murder. He just has this tense relationship with the ex. Police are still looking to identify the suspicious person caught on camera. But the video only shows a bright, blurry figure moving quickly from the corner of the garage across the yard and away from the home. Also, police are looking for the 2004 to 2008 blue Ford F-150, which they think may be involved in the murder. And police also say that tire that was left in the road is a key piece of the puzzle. It prompted Jared Bridegan to stop on February 16th and get out of the car to be shot. The 33-year-old father of four was shot multiple times on Sanctuary Boulevard, just two miles from his ex-wife's home. His two-year-old daughter was in the SUV when he was shot, but she wasn't hurt. Now, police say that they believe it's also a targeted attack. So far, no arrests have been made. Now, even though two months have passed, Kirsten says that Bexley still talks about seeing her dad's murder. So she's a very articulate two-year-old. She talks about the incident, not as much anymore, but earlier on, she spoke about it quite often, mostly about the sounds of the gunshots. She also talks about daddy on the ground, daddy's body is hurt, and she does have questions. She asked me why, and I, I can't answer that for her right now, and I'm hoping... I can soon. So, you know, when these things happen, you always look at immediate family first. And just a little tidbit on the ex-wife, 35-year-old Shanna. She was seen wearing a t-shirt with the slogan, It's fine, I'm fine, everything is fine. While playing with her kids in the same Florida park where a vigil that she skipped was held by his widow the following day. Now, after that sighting, Shana or Shanna was nowhere to be seen when the actual vigil was held. And in a now-deleted blog post, the Bridegan's former mother-in-law claimed that her daughter, Shanna, and everybody who knows her was uninvited from Jared's funeral. Something's going on here. So the divorce between Jared and Shanna was messy. It was messy even after the divorce. They were going back and forth with litigation. Apparently, Shanna's family is loaded and there was some squabbling over the trust funds that were set up by her parents for their kids. The funds were set up by Sterling Gardner and his wife, Shelley, who wrote the blog. 
and they're hugely wealthy. Apparently, Shelley co-founded Stamp Up. It's a direct sales company specializing in stamps, which rakes in about $100 million a year. And when Shanna filed for divorce in 2015, she said their marriage was irrevocably broken and they don't love each other anymore. When the usual accusations were flung, you know, Bridegan accused his estranged wife of locking him out of the master bedroom, installing surveillance devices in the children's bedroom and in his car and speaking to him in a disparaging manner in front of their children. He alleged it was all an attempt on her part to drive him out of the family home in order to attempt to gain advantage in the custody case. Now, their son together has a congenital heart condition and he requires special treatment in New York. And that also became a major sticking point. Shanna accused Jared of wanting to disparage and hurt her more than he wanted to save their son's life. The divorce was finalized in 2015, but the couple were back in court numerous times after the divorce was settled. They got a 50-50 settlement. Of course, that's what happens in Florida. And then everybody remarried. So you had Jared marrying Kirsten, and then you have Shanna marrying a guy named Mario Fernandez, who did have a bit of a past. Apparently, he was spoken to about shooting neighborhood cats with a BB gun. So uh, it was some sort of a animal cruelty charge that was never followed up on. To this date, Shanna has not spoken publicly about her former husband's death. She stopped taking orders for her baking company. It's called Beach Baked 904. 904 is the area code for Jacksonville. And she does not answer the door when reporters go and knock on the door and ask for a quote. The Daily Mail also learned that detectives have conducted interviews about the allegations of animal cruelty leveled against Mario Fernandez. They've also asked the couple's neighbors for any security footage from the day of the killing. But police have said that they're waiting for forensic reports to come back on evidence, which includes shell casings recovered from the scene. And of course, probably they dusted for any kind of fingerprints on that tire that was lying in the middle of the road. And for now, that Ford F-150 is the only thing that they've got that was filmed by surveillance cameras near the crime scene around the time of the shooting. And we don't know if there are any ties to his position at Microsoft, but it's definitely a mysterious murder and very well planned and thought out with the tire in the road and no surveillance cameras in the area and the timing. Very sick that the child is in the car with him when this happens. I mean, she is forever scarred by this event. I, of course, will keep you updated on this very strange murder mystery. Again, if you go to my Instagram page, Full Rigger Podcast, I've got a photo of the F-150 that they're looking for and also a photo of the image from the person that was seen outside Kirsten's home on surveillance video. So if you have any information on this case, please call 866-845-8477. That wraps up this episode of Full Rigor. Thanks for listening.